and welcome to Piloting the Pilots, the podcast. My name is Aaron. With me, as always, is my alien parasite, Cameron. How are you doing today, honey? Uh, <laughs> good. Good. Yeah, right. I can't ever think anything clever. <laughs> you, you, you do so much to like be like, hey, blah blah blah. Yeah. God, I'm just not working today. It's Maybe right. I'm taken over by an alien. You're parasite. an alien parasite. That's what I said. Oh, okay, there we yeah. go. There we go. I was there right. Go. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. Yeah, you're fantastic. Because yeah, yeah. we finally got to watch something good. Yes, something <laughs> great. Something I, that I love. I think we've been doing this for like two years Almost now? two years, yeah. Is it two years? Yeah, I guess almost two years. For piloting the pilots. And well, then yeah, a year before that for a murder she wrote, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Man, this was a pleasure, wasn't this it? This was great. <laughs> I, at one point we had to pause to protect our children from a errant bug. Yes. And we paused it, and there was like 20 minutes left in the, the movie, and I was like, wow, I can't believe it's almost over. <laughs> like it, it goes just, fast. It Even goes though fast. it's really slow and deliberate with its pacing, it goes really fast. And every time I watch it, the the movie we refuse yeah. to name right now, yes. I, I see something different. Yes. I infer something different. Yes. Every time it's like mm-hmm. a changing... Mm-hmm landscape or something and I just get something out of it and yeah. I also I don't know about the, you but I focus on different characters oh, every yeah. time I watch I it. have to this yeah. time I was very focused on windows and yeah. I was focused on Clark this time I was very focused on Palmer and Norris okay okay yeah. who's Norris now Norris is the the redhead chubbier redhead with the curly hair oh the guy who has a heart attack yeah uh, his chest opens yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah good yeah, stuff yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. If you haven't guessed We already. watched one of the two movies that scarred me for life. I watched this when I was seven. Been terrified of huskies ever since. What's the other movie? Yeah, I'm not going to admit to that one. Halloween? No, the other... Uh, fine. I was wondering if it was another John Carpenter movie. That would no, be interesting. No, fortunately, uh, Rift Tracks did it, so we were able to watch it. And I was like, yep, still terrified of brick walls. Oh, right. Yeah. That, when, a, when a stranger calls back. Uh, yeah, when there. a stranger calls back. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to out you on that Scarred one. me for life. I still check closets and uh, looking through all of the clothes yeah. to make sure nobody's hiding in there. No, that's... And I'm still terrified of brick walls because I'm like, if somebody painted themselves to look like a brick wall. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> so silly. But you're right, though, because I... I hadn't seen that movie yeah. and we got it on Rift Tracks and we started watching it and you were like wait wait I think this is the movie this that freaked it. me out yeah and I remember because we watched it with Rift Tracks yeah. and me being like no this is legitimately creepy like this right. is like <laughs> and I, even with the riffing over right. it I'm like this is really kind of creepy yeah, yeah no that's a good one though oh, thanks. I don't think it's anything to be these were the two there. movies that absolutely scarred me for life yeah, I think I'm not but sure. But now I really love the thing. Right, yeah. yeah, I think for me, my two horror movies that left an impression on me mm-hmm. at a, like an early age. When you see them at too young of an age, yes, like me. Um, <laughs> I think Dawn of the Dead okay. for some reason uh, really stuck with me. I didn't really. I don't even remember seeing the whole thing. Just enough to really right. mess me up. And then I remember when I was like eight or or nine. Mm-hmm. A fr- I was having a sleepover at a friend's house, and he wanted to watch Aliens. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it took me years to actually watch mm-hmm. Alien and Aliens. Yeah. I mean, now it's fine. I can watch it, and it's fine. But, like, but like that really freaked me out. Oh, yeah. That, that was one of those really scary movies. Yeah. So, anyway, do you want to... For anyone who's lived under a rock for the last... <laughs> and you, were, you were right. It came out in 1982. I, yeah. I misspoke and said... Well, didn't misspoke. I no. I was wrong. 
<laughs> Let's, just admit Let's call it. it what it is. <laughs> Let's call it what it is. I was <laughs> fucking wrong. <laughs> no, it's fine. As if everybody knows what year this was made. <laughs> but can you please give us a movie synopsis for the thing? Of course. A research team in Antarctica is hunted by a shape-shifting alien that assumes the appearance of its victims. That seems like the lamest synopsis ever. Doesn't it? That's not what this is about, really. There's no flavor. Yeah, and if you're This fo- is a psychological thriller that deals heavily in paranoia. It's like you're focused on the wrong thing. Yeah, you're focused on the <laughs> wrong thing. You're wrong the thing. <laughs> uh, and it's like, uh, yeah, that seems like such a boring yeah. way of describing it. And it's like calling an American werewolf in London yeah. a movie about werewolves. Right. When it's really about like post-traumatic stress. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like yeah. it seems to miss the point. Now, I, granted, I, I don't know. I mean, that's not a wrong synopsis, but it's not the right synopsis. It's not the right synopsis. It's not the one mm-hmm. that would get me to watch this Exactly. Movie. I want to watch it based on that synopsis. I'm like, okay, yeah. It seems kind of lame to me. Well, and it, it goes into, I'm going to be um, sprinkling this podcast today with some like some little bits of research about okay. this movie mm-hmm. that I'm pretty Excellent. sure you don't know. Probably not. There's a good chance a lot of our listeners might know this if they're big fans of done research. So mm. I apologize, but I'm going to say it because right. I think you'll be interested. Oh, yeah. That that synopsis reminds me of when John Carpenter first saw the movie poster for the thing and he hated it. Okay. And it's that picture of like a person with like light coming out of yeah, their face. Yeah. And he hated it. Yeah. He's like, that's not what this yeah, movie's that's, about. That's not this at all. Yeah. He's like, this is it. And he wanted to get away from the idea of the man in the suit right. monster because mm-hmm. it was more of a cerebral yeah. movie. It's in your head. Mm-hmm. It, like, let's be honest. The, the monster itself in this movie doesn't kill that many people. Oh, it's pretty stupid. You know, most yeah. of the most of the people die because of like paranoia. Everybody else kills each other. Yeah, they yeah. kill each other. They're the, the monsters that kill. Well, I mean, well, yeah. no, it's just the paranoia. It's the paranoia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have a lot of people that I want to credit in this. Uh, I got a lot of starring in because yeah. I think everybody does an A one job. Oh in this. my gosh, the acting in this is excellent. I don't think there's a weak link. in There's the cast. not. There's not. We got Kurt Russell and his hair and his beard. Oh yeah. You apparently took a year to grow out. I can't. Well worth it. Well worth it. Well worth it. Well worth it, McCready. And you know who would have? Who was up for the role of McCready? Who? Harrison Ford. It was written for Harrison Ford no. and Clint Eastwood. No. They couldn't do it. And then it was offered to Nick Nolte. What? And thank God. What? <laughs> that um, uh, Jeff Bridges. Really? I think Jeff Bridges might have been okay. But I don't think anyone kind of touches Kurt Russell. I yeah. think he's got that perfect amount of world-weary swagger. But he also seems trustworthy. You, I mean, even when everyone's at their most paranoid, yeah. when uh, a, a monster, if a, when a, the thing is mm-hmm. exposed, people immediately hide behind McCready. Yes, exactly. And, and he exudes that mm-hmm. trustworthiness mm-hmm. throughout the movie. So I think he's perfect for the I role. think so, too, yeah. I think it would have been garbage. It would have been awful with Clint Eastwood. Are you kidding me? Yeah, oh, my God. Don't I would have been doing Clint Eastwood lines the whole way through. <laughs> exactly. Would have ruined it for me. <laughs> Fortunately, Kurt Russell doesn't have a lot of, like, lines in his career. Yeah. He's had a very distinguished and great career. But Unless he's not we're like, like, don't go overboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's because we're quoting uh, Robot Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you might know Kurt Russell from such films as The Fox and the Hound and The Christmas Chronicles Part 2. Oh, yeah. All right. We have Wilford Quaker Oates Diabetes Brimley <laughs> as Dr. Blair. 
you might know him from Cocoon, The Return. The Return, not the first one. You know what's so funny about Cocoon? What? Is that he was only like 52 (laughs) in it. And it's about like people in a retirement community. I'm like, he's only 52. (laughs) He's old. (laughs) Over the hill. Oh, uh, you might also know him from Ewoks, The Battle for Endor. Loved it growing up. One of my favorite movies growing up. I refuse to watch it now because I know it's trash. Oh, I know it's absolute garbage, but I am not going to revisit that. I'm going to keep it in my heart as something amazing. (laughs) As something perfect and pristine. Exactly. We have Keith David. Amazing. Oh, my God. As child, mm-hmm. he was in Men at Work and Gargoyles the movie, The Heroes Awaken. Yeah. We have Richard Mazur. He played Clark. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually write it down here, but he's one of the guys I was yeah. watching this time. He was in 61, asterisk, mm-hmm. Time Rider, The Adventure of Lyle Swan, <laughs> and The Demon Murder Case. Nice. Which is about... Uh, I, I actually put a review for that movie. Okay. It, it, we'll read it later. Okay. But if, if you've seen The Conjuring 3, mm-hmm. which was based on a real story about, it was like the first murder case where someone said the devil made me do it and oh. it was tried. This was this was a TV movie that was made soon after that actually. Oh, happened. nice, nice. So, okay. uh, but I, when that was, hysteria happened. But yeah, so when I saw that and I, I looked at it and I saw a review for it, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to include it. Okay. We have T.K. Carter as Knowles. Yeah. He was in Good Morning, Miss Bliss and <laughs> Turbo Team. Nice. We got David Clennon as Palmer. He was in Star Wars, the original radio drama, <laughs> and Grey's Anatomy. Awesome. Richard Dysart as Dr. Copper. Uh, I put Cooper, but I'm pretty sure it's Copper. The, it's Copper. He was in The Greatest Adventure, Stories from the Bible. Oh. And Marilyn and Bobby, Her Final Affair. Oh, okay. We got Charles Hanahan as Vance Norris. There's your boy, mm-hmm. Redhead Boy. He was in Dante's Peak. Yeah, I know yeah, he oh was. Oh my God, he is in Dante's Peak. Yeah. You guys watched that. I know. He dies on the bridge. I know. Because he's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and the best. I thought you knew that. I just recognized uh. him right now. Uh, we have <laughs> Peter Maloney as George Bennings. He was in Columbo, uh, mm-hmm. podcast favorite Columbo, and Amityville Horror. Mm-hmm. We have Donald Moffat as Gary. From 61 Asterisk and House Sitter and also Columbo. <laughs> we have Joel Polis as Fuchs. Mm-hmm. He was in Allie McBeal, another podcast one, and Touched by an Angel, another podcast wow. one that I had forgotten until a few days ago that we had seen. <laughs> and finally, we have Thomas G. Waits as Windows, who was in uh, the McBain movie with uh, right, Christopher right. Walken. Yeah. And The Warriors. Okay. This was released June 25th, 1982. The number one song was Ebony and Ivory by Paul McCartney and Stevie Wonder. <laughs> and in this movie, they call Superstition Trash. Yeah. I was I was not a fan of Bennings after that happened. No, no, no. The number one movie was E.T. The Extraterrestrial, hmm. which a lot of people blame the failure of this movie. This movie and Blade Runner mm-hmm. were released on the same day. Oh, wow. And they both kind of flopped at the box office because E.T. was just such a juggernaut. Wow. Oh, well, I mean, I'm not sure. Yeah. If that, I mean, it didn't help that E.T. was right. such a juggernaut. And it's just interesting that this is such a different approach to aliens yeah. than mm-hmm. E.T., Maybe the world just didn't want that kind of dark right. um, invasion story. We wanted to think of like yeah. a heart light, you know. Right. 
What were your predictions? Well, or I have expectations. Predictions. Expectations. predictions. I've seen this movie. I said it's times. amazing. That was my prediction. <laughs> my expectations. I fully expect to be surprised by the alien craft in the beginning because I always forget about I it. I always <laughs> forget about that dumb thing. I always forget it's about it. It's the worst part of the movie, <laughs> and I forget about it every time. Me too. They should have just cut that dumb scene. You don't need unnecessary. it. unnecessary because I'm always like, what the f*** is this? It looks terrible. It looks terrible. It's stupid. Cut it. I, I, I say, like, every movie can have, it'd still be a, considered a great movie, yeah. can have one dumb thing. Right. And fortunately, this movie gets it done fast. Gets it done is, fast. It looks terrible. Ugh. It's pointless. It's not needed. Yeah, it's stupid. That, okay. I don't think that was John Carpenter's thing. I think that was... You think uh, that was universal? Yeah, I think they were like, no, we got to make sure it's an People alien. understand And this it's like, movie. no, we know it's an alien. We see the ship in the snow I, an hour into it. The, the aluminum falcon. The aluminum falcon. <laughs> <laughs> I still won't try to figure out who's infected first, and I will continue <laughs> to gush over Kurt Russell's hair. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I have, I, I didn't know how much I wanted to go into speculation uh, of right. the ending, and obviously we'll get to the ending when we get to when the When we get ending. there, yeah, yeah. Before we do that, do you want to do a little quiz? I do want to do a little quiz. Okay. This week's quiz is from scoutlife.org. Ah. I have not done this quiz. So, so it, it could be racist and or sexist. A little, <laughs> little spoiler. A little, little warning. We don't know what we're we about don't know to get yet. into. So aliens, the, if you were an alien, which planet would be home? That's awesome. Okay. This quiz sounds amazing. Let's see how this goes. Okay. If I say, how are you doing today? You'd respond, more sp- What the f- More is- spaghetti? What the f- More spaghetti. That? P good, but a little spaced out, TBH. Bleep blorp, guava guava. Oh, I'm fine. Everything's normal. I'm not an alien or anything. I'm well, thank you for asking. Why is gravity so strong? What the f*** is this? Okay, okay, I'm going to go with I'm well, thank you for asking. Okay, I'm with you on that one. Okay. Pick a dessert. Corn? Corn? A can of uh, of unlabeled corn. So it's not even sweet corn. It could just be like rego corn. What? No. The story behind this corn is somebody was starving, and they had a can opener and a can, and they opened it, and they're like, "Oh, fuck, it's corn." <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's my dessert now. We've got cookies. We've got what a blood Sunday. It's like a blood Sunday <laughs> smoothie. In a mason jar. Mm. It's like they made a, a strawberry smoothie and then we're like, how can we make this super unhealthy? Right. Then we've got a chocolate volcano cake, uh, mm, raspberry cake. cheesecake, and fish. fish. Okay, uh, which one would you pick out of Well, that? I would go with the chocolate volcano cake, but I know you would go with the cheesecake. Yeah, this is going to be a real problem. Yeah. Okay, I got a uh, choose a sandwich. Mm-hmm. I got... Something that looks god off. Is that a cake? I think it's a cake. That's a it's, cake burger. A so cake it's burger. a cake that looks like a burger. I got a tomato burger. Ooh. Get out of here with that. I got a sub. That's a sub. Turkey sub, maybe. Hey, peanut butter and pickles. I know you like those. Ooh, peanut butter and pickles. I got, ooh. Oh, chicken uh, and gravy. Chicken and gravy. and Egg and bacon. Egg and bacon. Ooh, gosh. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a good. I think I'm going to go egg and bacon on that right. one, to be honest with you. Although I do like my peanut butter and pickles. Select all that apply. Pick which colors you are wearing right now. Oh, okay, that's easy. I'm wearing black and blue's gray. I don't, okay, well, not listed. Black and not listed. <laughs> and I'm wearing nude. No, just kidding. I'm, I'm wearing red and blue. So, oh, submit. Okay, choose your alien spirit animal. Okay, we've got uh, the weird eyeball things. It looks like a... Manamanet. 
Right. But it's not that. And then we've got one in a flying saucer, and then we've got, what is that? It's not Scully, but what's the other one? Mike? Mike Wazowski? But it's not Mike Wazowski. It's like the GoBot version of Mike Wazowski. <laughs> and then we've got one with like a human mouth, which is really disturbing. And then we've got one that's like, you can, buddy, you buddy. can probably fuck him. You could, you, then, could, you could totally <laughs> fuck that one. And then you've got and the, sort of the, looks then like you've got the gray one. <laughs> and then you got the gray one. Uh, uh, I'm thinking thumbs up. I'm going to go with my fuckables. Okay, of course you will. Okay. True or false? Mars meteoroids are the best team in the IFL, Intergalactic Football League. It's false. False. Nobody's good in that. All right, choose a space movie. We have Thor... <laughs> E.T. The is Thor a space movie? Not no, not really. I went interdimensional, maybe. Uh, maybe. Okay. Got yeah. E.T. The Extraterrestrial, Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, Wally, Men in Black, which isn't a space movie. That's an alien yeah. movie. Yeah. And Star Trek 2009. Um, um, of those. Of those, I think I'm gonna go Star Trek. Okay, I think I'm gonna go. Oh gosh. You know what? As much as I want to say Star Wars, I think I'm going to go Star Trek, too. Wow. Interesting. Are we from the same planet? <laughs> go ahead. All right. I have a favorite fictional alien. We've got Cannonball. I don't know who that is. Teletubbies. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Chewbacca. Hmm. Are Teletubbies aliens? I thought they were demons. Oh, my God. I had no idea what the fuck I don't are. know what the okay. Spock, Stitch, or Doctor Who? Well, you know I'm going Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Describe yourself. Hmm. Shy. Funny. Oh, oh, I chose Doctor Who as well. <laughs> Shy, funny, happy, hungry, tired, friendly. Uh, describe myself. How I, would you describe myself? I, I am tired, <laughs> but I'm also hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go hungry. I'm also friendly. Am I friendly? Yes, you're Am friendly. I friendly? Okay. Yes, but you're also shy. Yeah, I am pretty shy. Yeah. All pick, right. Pick a ride. Pick your ride. We got a small pink car. We've got a spaceship, we got a spaceship, we got a spaceship, we got a spaceship, and we got a spaceship. Okay, okay, okay. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's get a little bit more graphic here. The second spaceship looks like a transformer. Yeah. The third one looks like a space station of some sort. Uh-huh. The fourth one looks kind of like... Looks like a barge, like or, a space barge. What, what, what's a space mutiny? It looks like space mutiny. Yeah. Uh, fifth is like a t- typical flying saucer. Yeah. And the sixth is like a dildo or vibrator. I'm, I'm getting the dildo vibrator <laughs> rocket ship. The thing looks cool. Okay. Oh. And I would pick. Yeah, I'm picking that one too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll read my result first since mine's on the bigger screen. Okay. You're a Gleesey 1214 B tonight. Okay. You hail from the exoplanet Gleesey 1214B. And it's a dumb f- Name. <laughs> Give it some kind Give of like mythological. There's no way we run out of every mythological yeah, person. Seriously. Your home orbits the star it gets its name from, Gleesey 1214. You grew up around a lot of water. Some scientists call your planet Water World. Oh, are you Kevin Costner? Yes. <laughs> we wouldn't be surprised if you love swimming. Live long and prosper. Well, that's dumb. I this thought we were going to go with like the soul system. I thought it was going to be like you're from Vulcan or something. Yeah. What the fuck is this? What the is this? This is so random. Why? Why? Because you <laughs> you picked the dildo spaceship. <laughs> you from a real planet that has water on it? What the fuck does that mean? What does that even stupid. mean? Scout life. Get okay, it what'd you get? I am from Neptune. Wow, that's cool. I'm from a planet nobody even thinks about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Other than science nerds. Nerds. Oh, nerds. 
Ah, Neptune, the place I call home. It must be nice to gaze up at the night sky and see 14 moons. Ooh. Seems overwhelming. Seems like very much high gravity. Yeah. yeah. Since you're from a planet that has a planetary twin, Uranus. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you've, you've probably got a buddy or sibling who feels like an exact clone of you. What? It's good to have, a, have friends from other planets. We're glad you came in peace. That's the dumbest. This is the dumbest quiz we've ever taken. I feel like you wasted my time. <laughs> I feel like we've wasted a lot of people's time. But you know what wasn't a waste of time? One of my favorite movies, John Carpenter's The Thing. John Carpenter's The Thing, which the he thing. has said is his personal favorite movie. Although oh, yeah. the failure of it in the box office really like effed him over. Right. Because people would say it was too phony looking mm-hmm. and that it's instant junk. Roger Ebert said it has superficial characterizations and implausible behavior, but I think... Oh, no. This is this is very much correct behavior. I think it's amazing mm-hmm. because what I noticed about this movie and what I think is great is you learn... Oh, it's two things, actually. Mm-hmm. You learn everything you need to know about our main protagonist mm-hmm. in about 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. The movie starts off with McCready mm-hmm. playing a game of computer chess on, like, yeah. Atari or some bullshit. Yeah. And he thinks he's going to win. Yep. And he moves his piece, and he gets checkmated by yeah. the computer, and he gets pissed off. Mm-hmm. And he's drinking JB at right. the same time. So in just that moment, you learn that McCready is confident. Yep. He's strategic. Yep. <laughs> he's lonely. Right. And he doesn't give up, and he doesn't accept yeah. Lost. And even then, when he gets checkmated by the computer, he goes, you cheating bitch. And he, he fries her. Yeah, so he's still... So he's still going to win. Yeah, he's going to win no matter what. Like, <laughs> yeah. okay, you may have won the game. Right. But this is over. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm putting an end to this. Yeah. So to say that there's bad characterization, mm-hmm. like, look at that. You yep. don't need anything more than that. No. And I, re- I read somebody's, like, letterboxed review of this recently, mm-hmm. and I kind of take umbrage with it a little bit. <laughs> it was saying that... Why didn't anyone do the classic, like, tell me something only you would know about me? Right. But the way the movie's mm-hmm. set up is this is, like, the worst mm-hmm. work lock-in you've ever been in yeah. your life. Like, I've said a million times on this podcast, you don't get to choose the people you work with. Exactly. And at best, the people on this base are acquaintances. Well, no, there except are... Except for Benny, Benning and Jerry. Now, they've known each other for 10 years, but they're the only two who could have done that. And, and Benning gets taken off the table real quick. Real fast. At best, they're acquaintances, except for those two. Right. For the most part, it's antagonistic. Oh, yeah. All of them. Nobody likes each other. No one exactly. even wants... So it's like... It, and you look at someone like Clark and mm-hmm. Childs, they hate each other. Oh, yeah. So, so do Windows can, and Palmer. And Windows and Palmer are, yeah. the, other, are, are the other like prominent pair that mm-hmm. really don't trust each other. So Windows says to Palmer, say something, you know, that I... How would, would he know? How would I fucking... I don't know how anything about you. Yeah. I'm stuck here mm-hmm. in Antarctica with you for three months with mm-hmm. people I don't like and don't care to know. Exactly. What I like about that is that really takes that option yep. off the table mm-hmm. really fast. So... I think you get a, enough characterization from the characters, mm-hmm. but you don't really want to know these characters either because leaving you in the dark mm-hmm. puts you in the same boat as everybody exactly. else. Exactly. You're just as paranoid because you're like, who is it? Who is it? You're basing 
everything on your own prejudices yeah. and your own observations. Mm-hmm. So, and you never, and it never really lets you know. No. And like, unless someone is yeah. obviously exposed in some yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. In some dramatic and grotesque <laughs> way. So I, I, I think that really helps the movie a lot. Oh yeah, definitely. And another thing I liked about McCready, which doesn't really work in terms of his characterization, although it does a little bit, but what I like it in terms of the theme of the, the movie mm-hmm. is how in the beginning... Okay, I guess I should give a little bit of plot setup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, alien, dumb alien craft crashes <laughs> apparently 100,000 years apparently. ago. So which makes it even more pointless that it, right. we see it crashing Exactly, now. it's stupid. We don't need it. it uh, yeah, unless there's a Chiron that says 10,000 years later. Right. And then we're immediately treated to this very minimalistic soundtrack. Yeah, of it's, just a heartbeat. It's just like a heartbeat, really. really. Just a heartbeat. It's like a synthetic heartbeat. And the only time you hear it is when the alien is involved. Exactly. So, which brings me to something at the end. We're going to have to discuss the ending. Uh, yes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it was the first time I really Yeah, cuz I pointed out the heartbeat music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and like I was like, "Wait, it only comes up when the alien is present." Yeah. Which really bring, yeah. really changes a lot of my opinions of the end of the movie. Yeah. I have some stuff to say about right. it. Thank you. Yeah. But like, yeah. So, and what I like about this heartbeat the soundtrack, it's not rapid. No. It's, it's just very slow. cold mm-hmm. and synthetic mm-hmm. and constant. Yeah. And uh, like a like a zombie's heartbeat if they mm-hmm. had such a thing. And they're being chased by a helicopter, which we quickly find out is Norwegian from right. a neighboring base. They're shooting at it. They're throwing. Grenades terribly at it. At, at a dog. At a dog. At a dog. And so when the uh, our, our primary group yeah. uh, sees it, they're like, what the... F- Why are you guys trying to shoot a dog? From a, you know... From like, a helicopter. Why are you dropping grenades on a freaking dog? Yeah, like, what yeah. is going on yeah. here? The helicopter ends up crashing. Mm-hmm. One of the men gets away. He's still shooting at the dog, which now they think they're shooting at them because the yeah. dog has now run up to Bennings. Exactly. Um, and... Uh, and so they quickly mm-hmm. kill this person. Right. And so that kind of sets the mystery for the whole right. whole thing. They recruit McCready because he seems to be the most trustworthy Right, level-headed kind of guy. Because yeah. uh, our other pilot is Palmer. I yeah, think. and he's always high on weed. He's high on weed. Yeah, always. So they take Palmer, uh, I'm sorry, they take McCready over here. Mm-hmm. And McCready refuses to... He keeps misidentifying the Norwegians yes. as Swedish, yeah. which I think is an awesome detail. <laughs> exactly. Because it's just like, it plays into that, like, they all look the same. Yeah. They're all alike. Exactly. I, don't, I can't tell the difference mm-hmm. between this white group of Northern Europeans and this group of white Northern <laughs> Europeans. Exactly. Like, I just love that little mm-hmm. detail, like how it's just like, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I can't tell. Uh, there's no difference for me. And another thing I, I like about this movie is that there weren't really any sequels. Yeah. Made. Mm-hmm. The, apparently there were there was an attempt to make like a TV miniseries what? sequel, which I'm glad failed. God, lame. And also there was like recently there was another thing, but it was actually I found out recently. I think on an earlier podcast I called it a, a remake mm-hmm. or a sequel, but it's really. A prequel of this. It takes place on the Norwegian base. Which is no, no, no. That's stupid because what happened on the Norwegian base exactly happened to these guys. Exactly. It's the same mirror. You see the fire pit of bodies. They both had the fire pit of bodies. You see the destruction of the base 
everything happens the same exact way. It's redundant. So you don't need to see what happened on the Norwegian base because you've already seen what happens here. Exactly. It's the same exact thing. It, it plays out the same way. It, yeah. it doesn't matter because it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I think what makes the thing such a great movie is it doesn't have all these sequels mm-hmm. of like diminishing returns. Yeah. Like Jaws is a fantastic movie, but like. But now with all the other Jaws's and kinda the fake co- shark ones, it, it's. It, it colors the it's original. It's lost its flavor. Yeah, I still think it's on its own it's a brilliant movie, right. but when you take it as like a series... Then it becomes overly chewed bubblegum. Exactly. <laughs> um, like I said, uh, this time I was really focused on Windows, mm-hmm. who apparently showed... That, that actor showed up to set one day with sunglasses on <laughs> and told John Carpenter, everyone call me Windows now. <laughs> okay. And John Carpenter was like, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> You're Windows now. That's crazy. That's, I love that kind of baller. Like, right. <laughs> just like, this is what we're doing. What I noticed, it wasn't so much about him when Gary is like yelling at him to find somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he can't reach anyone. And I'm like, oh, he can't reach anyone because the communications have already been cut off. Yeah. yeah. And he's they've been cut off for weeks. Mm-hmm. And again, like you said, what happened at the Norwegian base, we don't need to see it because yeah. that's what's happening here. Yeah. They had their own Blair. Yeah. Who destroyed all their communication equipment. No, I think their communication equipment was down before all of this happened. Oh, you think it was? But I mean, yeah. like Blair makes sure. Blair makes sure everything it can't be is repaired. Yeah. Like now, at the... first, I think Blair is doing it out of good intentions to make sure everybody stays there. Right. But then he gets infected. Well, here. And I think he gets infected when uh, they quarantine him into this. Yeah. One area. Exactly. Well, they have a. There. It turns out there's a pit under right. there. But no one says he dug the pit. He, yeah. Something could have come from underneath. I think something came from underneath. I think it was whoever was infected first, which I am not going to try to figure out ever. Right. Ever. I want to leave that as a mystery for the rest of my right. days. I'm sure we could figure it out. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I don't want to. I keep it blocked. But I think whoever that was dug the hole because this takes place over the course of a few days, mm-hmm. not just a few hours. <gasps> exactly. And because whoever started it originally had already built, like, this massive spaceship under there. Well, and that was John Carpenter's in, uh, intention from the beginning. Okay. Because when we see the dog mm-hmm. that they've invited into their home, yeah. he's wandering through the halls. And there's a scene where the dog's coming down the hall. Mm-hmm. He goes into a room and you see a shadow on the wall. Yeah. And you don't know who this person is. Mm-hmm. You just see the shadow turn, like, yeah. acknowledge that the dog has entered the room mm-hmm. and then it fades to black. Yeah. John Carpenter actually hired someone who's not in the cast. To so that be, you couldn't recognize so that you, shadow. You couldn't recognize yeah. the... Because my original thought was it was Benning. Ah. And, but it's clearly not because Benning right. gets prominently yeah. turned. Like yeah. He's one of like the big ones. Because the dog runs to Benning yeah. first. Yeah. And then I thought it might have been Clark, but Clark isn't an no. alien at all. No. It's either Palmer or Norris. But I'm not... Gonna try to try to figure that out. Going to choose. Yeah. And I'm not gonna try to figure it out at all. I want that mystery. I want to keep it forever. What What I love too is that when I was doing kind of research on the movie and stuff, the mm-hmm. the actors themselves were very yeah. into the kind of philosophical arguments right. of who they they didn't really kind of know. I right. guess they would argue like, does the alien know it's an alien? Mm-hmm. Once you're changed, do you still think you're you? Right. Or do you know that you're an alien? Yeah. And I, and I think that's a good debate. What do you think? Do you think um, that... I think the alien knows it's alien. Only because it's always trying to survive. Yes. And it gets, and it gets clever. Yes, and that's yeah. something we have to talk about at the end of the freaking movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> but here's why I think the alien knows it's an alien. Now, the actors felt like once you're taken over, you're taken over, and you don't even know that you're the alien. Mm-hmm. I disagree with that. I do, too. For your reason, because mm-hmm. it has to be conscious. Because It has to set up its exit strategy. And it's very strategic. It is. It cups people. up McCready's jacket because their clothes are shredded when it transforms into exactly, these things. Exactly. But they made sure that the name McCready was shown on the jacket. Exactly. Like, this takes actual cognitive thought. Yeah, exactly. Also, whether who was first doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But when McCready is separated from Knowles, yeah, and he comes back, he's knocking on the door. He's like, let me in, let me in. They're like, no, no, no. And Childs is like, let him freeze. Yeah. And they're like, what if I'm wrong? Window. Oh, no, yeah. no. Palmer is like, what if we're wrong? Yeah. It's either Windows or Palmer. I don't remember. He's like, what if, and, the, and Child's like, what if we are wrong? Who gives a shit? Yeah. Like, then we're wrong. <laughs> then we're wrong and he's dead, but whatever. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. safe. What I liked about that or is Palmer. I think it's Palmer who asks that. Palmer is like the weak link mm-hmm. in, in a way of of everyone. He's the stoner. Right. He's right. kind of the slack ass. He's the guy that don't even trust to fly an hour yeah. away. Exactly. They're like, if, if we're going to get McCready, who's probably drunk to fly. We, but what's great about him being the original infected. no one suspects him. Nobody would ever take notice of him. And then when I took that into consideration, mm-hmm. whether he's first or not, he is right. definitely one. Oh, yeah. When they're splitting up later mm-hmm. and McCready puts Palmer with mm-hmm. windows and Palmer's like, no, I want to be with Childs. Yeah. And like, it creates a big argument and it looks just kind of mm-hmm. petulant, right. uh, a little bit whiny, but then you think Childs is who that alien wants to be. Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. Childs <laughs> is tough. Yeah. He's strong. Right. Ultimately, that's where he wants to be. Right yeah. now, I want to be... Being Childs would be the safest route. Yeah. But I got to get to Childs in yeah. order for that to happen. Exactly. Which... Brings us to the end of the movie. But <laughs> we're going to talk about other things first. Yeah, then at a certain point of the movie, they introduce like a ticking clock to the uh-huh. whole thing, too. Mm-hmm. It's now winter. They're cut off from civilization. Not only is it winter, there is a storm coming mm-hmm. in six hours. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of Dan Brown, uh, the writer of the Da Vinci Code yes. and thrillers. Okay. I'm, I'm taking his master class right now. And I'm not a big Dan Brown fan, mm-hmm. necessarily. But he does say the best element of a thriller is to have a ticking clock. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they have, essentially, like, we have six hours to figure right. this out. After that, we're stuck here. Right. And there's nothing we can do. I did want to mention, before we get deep into it, uh-huh. in one of the first scenes where they're shooting at the dog, Yeah. Uh, the dog runs by a Smokey the Bear sign uh-huh. that says, um, use your ashtrays. Because the uh, area is highly flammable. flammable. So, but it's fast. It's fast. It's barely noticeable. Right. You just have to be looking at the background. Which, which again is like a very subtle mm-hmm. cue of like, this it's going to explode. This, this, this is our smoking. This is Chekhov's mm-hmm. like smoky. They're the bear. using a whole bunch of fire here, and this is highly flammable. Yeah, exactly. They want you smoking in an ashtray. And then what's even funnier about that is when you go inside, mm-hmm. everybody's just fucking smoking. Everyone's. Smoking. There's no ashtrays anywhere. Well, and, and again. It, to to rebut Roger Ebert again mm-hmm. about the weak characterizations. There's so much in those little details. We're in a yeah. flammable area, but everybody's smoking. Yeah, and they're just ashing everywhere. It who, doesn't matter. Who are the type of people that would choose mm-hmm. to spend, I think it's like six months or yeah. whatever, in Antarctica when basically perpetual night? Like, yeah. who, wh- why would these people do it? And there, apparently there was a backstory for McCready that he okay. was a Vietnam 
veteran, helicopter pilot, something tragic happened. Mm. He's become disillusioned. He's become an alcoholic. He's insomniac, Mm -hmm. which is why he says to Childs at one point, I'm a really light sleeper. Yeah. You you never see McCready sleep. No, he's been awake for days throughout all of us. And and you feel that exhaustion as Mm -hmm. the movie. And so you know he's going to make mistakes. Yeah, he starts kind of slipping near near the end. I, I would hate it if the movie had included stuff like that. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't, I don't want, want that, that information. I don't do, I don't need it. I don't care. No. But the fact that they're there, it's like, well, why are these people there? Yeah, exactly. You know, like, mm-hmm. obviously somebody has to be there, but it's not a job most people would choose for themselves. Yeah, I don't exactly. Think, unless you're trying to kind of get away from something. Yeah. Uh, going back to Palmer as the, uh, the thing, mm-hmm. he was uh, the one who was arguing to let McCready back in. Right. Now, what was interesting also to me about this is McCready honestly never feels like he's a target of the thing. Well, I, I don't think so. I think uh, everybody was a target of the thing because I, it was to assimilate into everybody. So it has more chances to escape. I agree. So it wants to go after the, the strongest ones. But which when, I believe is Childs. Which is Childs. But then when McCready is turned into the leader, it's like, no, I've got to discredit him. Like yeah, immediately. I've got to, I've got to take mm-hmm. care of this. Cause, yeah. Yeah, like, like McCready. Because soon after, that's when McCready gets discredited big time. Yeah, yeah. With the shredded shirt and jacket and everything. Mm-hmm. As soon as he's made leader. Well, it, it, and again, because it, it already discredited Gary. He was the first leader. Yes. Yeah. They went and out then of its way to make went sure. out of its way to make sure Gary looked guilty as shit. Yeah. Like yeah. anything to fracture mm-hmm. the group because it's like such a. The whole movie is based on such a tenuous yeah. alliance with these mm-hmm. people that don't really like each other. Exactly. And are kind of sick of each other. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> Take out the boss. Take out If there's one person holding them together, mm-hmm. that's a dangerous person. Mm-hmm. But also, but again, the thing doesn't necessarily try to assimilate the leader. That's right, And then, yeah. like, control everyone that way. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it tries to discredit the leader. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I just kind of dawned on me watching it this way. Right. I'm like... There's never a moment where you feel really that McCready's been taken over. Oh, exactly. I think the blood scene is f***ing epic. <laughs> uh, but why do they cut their fingers like that? I don't know. It's horrid. And I'm like, what kind of arteries are in your thumb? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're just gushing they're blood. They're gushing blood. <laughs> and it's like every movie that they do that where they need yeah. to take like a blood sample. Or they whatever. always cut in the worst place. You're going to need your hand for gripping. My favorite ever was in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yeah. Where he's standing over his uh, father's grave. He's like, I'm not going to stop till my father's avenged. And he cuts uh-huh. the palm of his hand. Right. The palm that he uses to hold a sword. Yeah. To shoot his bow. I'm like, you have just like... Totally handicapped yourself. Exactly. It's <laughs> At least so do stupid. It, do it with your left or something. Oh, it's man. so stupid. <laughs> For the first time ever, I found something a little quibble. Oh, quibble. But I think a quibble. If you watch a movie enough, you're going to find right. those little things. Do you have any quibbles about no. trouble with quibbles? No, I don't have any quibbles. I have one. Okay. Doctor Quaker Oats. Yeah. Is running his like. Wilford Brimley. <laughs> 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 He's running his little diagnostic, mm-hmm. and, and, and this computer can do everything. Oh, I love it. Love it. <laughs> it's all DOS, and it's just <laughs> shitty. But, like, it's, so he's showing, like, one cell. It's a red cell. It's the alien cell. Yeah. And it says, this is the dog cell. Yeah. And it shows the alien cell, go to the dog yeah. cell, and then it becomes the, the dog, dog cell. cell. It looks exactly like the dog mm-hmm. cell. Then it goes after another cell. So mm-hmm. there's now 
So it starts with three cells, the alien cell right. and two dog cells. Mm-hmm. It goes after one of the dog cells. It becomes the dog cell. Yes. Then it goes after the other cell mm-hmm. and then becomes that cell, too. And I'm yeah. like, shouldn't it be reproducing? If it just it keeps eating I think it just cells, keeps assimilating. But, like, it's not adding or maintaining the amount of cells. It's just <laughs> taking cells. <laughs> so eventually they would just be a single cell creature. <laughs> I don't know that. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, I never really looked at that science before. But yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I'm probably looking yeah. too much into that. Maybe someone with yeah. science background could explain <laughs> that to me. But I was like, wait, it should be duplicating, not right. eating or right. absorbing. Let's talk about goop before we get further. Okay, let's talk about goop. There's a lot of goopiness. Goop. <laughs> There's a lot of goopiness in this. Mm-hmm. A lot of goopiness. And what I wanted to say was, although it looks really hokey and really stupid, mm-hmm. it looks three-dimensional. It looks goopy. It looks like it stinks. Yeah. And it looks gross. Whereas when you see CG, and even if it's expertly done CG, yeah. it still looks fake. Even with all the shadowing, you don't feel it. You don't smell it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I enjoy a, these a old, yeah. kind of tactile. I enjoy these old school props because you can actually touch it. You can squish it. Okay, so this is gonna blow your mind. Okay. The person who did the practical effects on this was a man named Ron Botton. Okay. Who had worked with John Carpenter on his previous film, The Fog. Okay. And he was 22 years old. What? All of the special wow. effects were designed by a 22-year-old guy. And wow. he also did the, like, Quaid Star yeah. the Reactor from, yeah. like, Total Recall. Yeah. Isn't that, like, wow. amazing? That's really cool. Yeah, exactly. That guy's got some skills. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, so we got the goopiness. Mm-hmm. We got the grossness of the whole Yeah. The whole I love deal. the steam off the bodies. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the fact that there there are alienness, uh, but again, for me, this is all psychological. Yeah, it, like when you do see the alien kind of pop through every now and then, or the thing pop through every I mean, now and then, it's has just to it's sometimes. so hokey and it, stupid. Yeah, and it's it's silly. Yeah, but the primary takeaway from here, yeah, is the psychological aspect of it. Exactly, and if you're missing that, you're missing like. The whole point the whole of point it. of the movie. If you're yeah. just looking at the effects or whatever, right? You're missing it. They kind of don't survive forty years. So you know, <laughs> would you like to talk about the ending of the movie? I'm not sure, but uh, let me see here. And, and, and here's a little caveat. Okay, I also wanted to point out real quick. Yeah, yeah. Kurt Russell's fantastic acting. So when he's in the helicopter with, um, uh, was it Copper? Copper. Mm-hmm. When he's in that helicopter with Copper, uh-huh. and Copper's reading all of uh, Blair's, Dr. Blair, which is Wilfred Brandling, <laughs> all of his Quaker notes. Oats, Dr. Quaker Oats, Dr. Oats. <laughs> when he's reading all of those notes of yeah. his, he suddenly stops and he goes, the cellular activity is still functioning. And, mm-hmm. you know, McCready, just that science doesn't affect he, he, whatever. He's not, in, he's not a scientist. So he's not really paying attention. He's just like, oh, my God, get over. Mm-hmm. Just, just let's just go. And Copper goes, they're not dead yet. Right. And McCready just kind of freezes. And you just see him stare out into the distance for like five whole seconds. It is the slowest thing. And then it's like almost like this massive dawning realization Mm -hmm. that they are fully infected. Yeah. There's tons of alien things all through here. Yeah. And now everything's gone out the window. Exactly. I fucking love that scene. Similar to that is the scene where they do the blood test and mm-hmm. they have everyone tied up. Yeah. This isn't... The a, size a, of relief when the, their oh blood God, doesn't explode. Oh my God, the size of relief. Yeah. But I think 
Keith David just does a masterclass oh, of yeah. acting. Mm-hmm. He's, he does so much with just a look. With just like, his eyes. It's just his eyes. Just his eyes. Watching mm-hmm. the people or, mm-hmm. around the room. Like, he it, it just really, to me, the two main characters, mm-hmm. and this makes sense because mm-hmm. these are the two people we have left at the end, yeah. are Childs yeah. and MacReady. Yeah. So we're blowing the ending then. Well, I mean... I mean, yeah, I guess we have to. Well, well, well but, We but have to. I, I mean, I did want to say um, another bit that I, I really <laughs> enjoyed this time, and we both called it out, was when... The the thing. Yeah. <laughs> when, when he tries to discredit Jerry or Gary. I guess, Gary. Jer- Gary. Uh-huh. With the blood. Him and Coppers, like, yeah. back and forth. Like, it was like a paranoia tennis match right. that was going on. Oh, God, it was great. Because they're like, well, who has access to this blood here? And yeah. he's like... Well, I do, but I returned it the last day. Yeah. <laughs> like, back to you. Back to you. <laughs> yeah, it's a tennis uh, back and forth of, of who had that key. Yeah. Turns out whoever it was who was infected had that key. Yeah. And it was neither of them. Again, to discredit Gary. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Let's get let's get a little bit into the end. We're kind of okay. wrapping up on time, mm-hmm. and I got some reviews we got to go over. Oh, right, of right. Course. And I didn't pick any good reviews this time. <gasps> because I figure this is almost, at this point, I think this movie is almost universally beloved. And you'll see a common thread okay. in the people that did not. Oh, like they didn't thing. like the black people surviving, huh? <laughs> no, because well, like, What happens to Knowles? That's a ser- great question. Uh, Knowles, I think, does explode. He just explodes off screen. I think Because so. he goes backwards where Wilford Brimley has already eaten Gary. Yeah, with and the, the cheek with thing. With the cheek thing and the hand assimilating the face. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Dragging him. I love the dragging but of I, Gary I love, with the hand. I do, too. That's really cool. That's really cool. I especially like the fact that we don't see what happens to Knowles. Yeah. It... it the, the ending of this is so ambiguous. Oh and my we're God. about to get into, mm-hmm. I think, a little bit of theories of going on. Right. Which, every time I watch this, I have a different theory. Oh, yeah. But I think I got the right one this time. But yeah. the caveat is, next year when mm-hmm. we watch this, I will probably have a different take. Oh, exactly. So, so this is going to be fun. Let's see how, how long we latch on to this theory. <laughs> I think the clue to the end uh-huh. is the chess match at the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. McCready is left alone. He, he yeah. blows everything up and out comes Childs. Mm-hmm. We haven't heard the heartbeat theme in a while. In a while. And we don't hear it again until the very, very end. Yeah. In fact, it comes a little bit before their final scene yeah. when they show the inside of the bunker yeah. and it's empty. Yeah. And that's where Childs had been left. McCready mm-hmm. says, you stay here. Mm-hmm. If Blair, Doc Quaker Oats, comes back, right. fry him. Yeah. But meanwhile, me, Nalls, and Gary are going to go over here. Yeah. So, And they've already tested uh, that Childs is yeah. human. There's a shot that from inside of the bunker... Mm-hmm. POV shot, and it's empty. It's completely empty, and a door is wide open. And a door is wide open. And that's when we get the heartbeat sound again. At first, I was thinking... Well, maybe McCready is the, the the thing. Nah. But we, I don't think that, that doesn't sell. No, it doesn't sell with me either because this creature is all about survival. It's yes. not going to kill its other counterpart. Because it needs everything to survive. It needs everything mm-hmm. to survive. And I think what was, because like the only reason why I thought McCready, just for a split second, was because mm-hmm. Childs had the flamethrower. And I was like, there's no way the alien would have the flamethrower. Right. Okay, but <laughs> here, here is my thing. So I'm watching this scene. The heartbeat thing has come mm-hmm. come back, and we're seeing the two people, and they're discussing it. 
And McCready is like, that's it. We're done. Yeah. And Childs then, Mm -hmm. for the first kind of time, is like, but what can we do? Like, how can we survive? Yeah. And McCready's like, nope. We don't. We don't survive. And there's a look on Child's face. Yeah. And like I said, it was like a look of respect. Mm -hmm. Like it was a competition between these two. The whole movie's been a competition between these two beings. And then McCready hands him uh, alcohol just like he destroys the the computer with the alcohol. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and that heartbeat returns and and Keith David just goes, okay. Okay. Because there's nothing else he can do. He knows that as the thing, there's nowhere he can go. I mean, I can take over. Mm-hmm. McCready, but that doesn't get me that anywhere. That doesn't get me anywhere. What I like about it, too, and here's another reason why I thought maybe McCready, but mm-hmm. I, I'm totally, not, I don't believe it, Yeah, was because McCready at the end gives up. Yeah, and yeah. He doesn't give up. Yeah. With the, or he loses, but he, like, gets right. pissed off. But I think that's kind of like you're saying. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. It was the handing over that yeah. alcohol. Yeah. And it was like. You just douse him. We're done. We're done. Yeah. And, and the thing is. He still loses. Yeah, he still loses. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. <laughs> Childs can freeze to death. It yeah. doesn't matter mm-hmm. because he could still come back. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, we already see that the thing can yeah. freeze and come back. We already know. McCready even said, he goes, no, you know what he's doing? He wants to freeze until the rescue team gets here. Exactly. Because he can survive it. We can't. Exactly. So let's make this really hot. Yeah. That's why he like goes and explodes. And, and, Childs, and Childs brings that back yeah. up. He's like, not gonna last for long this heat yeah and then it's gonna be over and yeah he's like yes i know it's yeah like, but yeah i've done everything i can do yeah exactly point. yeah so for the first time i've always thought of a very nihilistic ending mm-hmm. i thought it was almost clear that they were both human right but they were gonna die distrusting each other right i mean like there was like a kind of respect but yeah. also a distrust but this time, I'm like, no, I think yeah. it's very clear that Childs is the thing at yeah. this point. Yeah, I think so, too. With theme song, yep. with just the echoing of that mm-hmm. chess match at the beginning. I never yep. realized how important that chess match is. It's extremely important. It tells you It tells you everything. everything. <laughs> he's going to lose. Yeah, he's going to lose. And he's going to be pissed off about yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah. he's going to have done everything he can. Yeah. He's going to think he's won. Right. But he thinks he's won. He's blown everything yeah. up. And then Childs emerges. And yeah. it's like, that's his checkmate. It's yeah. Like, you didn't win. You didn't bitch. win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It's such a great. It's awesome. Such a great ending. So, do you want to hear not awesome people's takes on Ugh. this fantastic movie? I'm not sure I want to hear their dumb takes. <laughs> we got from... UFGM 1927, okay. or 19, I guess. The Thing. This is the worst movie I've ever seen. As Kurt Russell did in the movie, this film should be burned. What? The 50s version was much better, and the ending was terrible. <laughs> I have never seen this before, and now I am sorry I did. This is a case of bad filmmaking. If you are thinking of watching this movie, do not waste your time. I think somebody else needs to be burned. Yeah. (laughs) Possum says, blah, an ultimately bland, dull, and pointless exercise, as slow-moving as the big chill. John Carpenter's version of Campbell's classic, Who Goes There, is more faithful to the monster, but ultimately as thrilling as a term paper. Again, if you're looking Mm -hmm. for, like, big booms and explosions. No, this isn't explosions. That's not what this is about. This isn't Michael Bay's The Thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, (laughs) this isn't what it's about. Well, originally, the movie was supposed to be done by Toby Hooper. Toby Hooper is the person who did 
the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah. and he did Poltergeist. Mm. And his take of the movie was much more, he described it as an action comedy. What? Almost sounded like like Men in Black about people chasing this monster. What? And the and the studio said no. Oh my they god. Said, one person said it was the worst like take he had ever heard. In yeah. His wow. This sounds like what this person wants. He wants yeah. Men in Black in Antarctica. Wow. Or something. Lame. While the Howard Hawks film rewrote, see, the 1950s version, rewrote the monster into a simple marauding though intelligent being, at least that film built a sense of menace and a hurtling momentum to its story. I think this movie's all menace. Yeah. Oh, yeah, especially since it's also in Antarctica. It's claustrophobic. You can't go anywhere. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. You're stuck here. And, and the momentum we're, we're building towards yeah. is death to all of us. Death to all of us. Like, McCready yeah. says, we, oh, you think we're going to live? Oh, no no, 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 we're not living. Even when they're going to clear, uh, kill Blair, yeah. he says, we're not making out of this alive. Yeah. <laughs> they're not going anywhere. Yeah, this is yeah. not happening. Carpenter's version is slow, yeah. talky, dull, and punctuated only by over-the-top silliness that shows his puerile obsession with gore puppets. Okay. The paranoia of people who may not be who they seem uh, plays much better in Invasion of the Body Slashers or Planet of the Vampires. What's Planet oh, of the Vampires? I don't know. That sounds good, though. Okay. <laughs> or even in Campbell's own story, this version is simply so slow, the character so stilted, the story so jumpy and plodding that the final act of the film is a relief, not an experience. Wow, I disagree completely. <laughs> There's no arguing with those people. I'll give, I'll, give, I'll give one more. This one is from Ken Lin, Terrible. Uh, the ending of this piece of trash ruined the entire movie, which in itself was not that good. And it, okay, did they even understand? Do they understand the what end? happened in the and end? And like I said, what I love about the ending yeah. is it is ambiguous. Right. What we've decided to could be completely wrong. Exactly. But like every time I watch it, mm -hmm. I get a different kind of vibe from the ending yeah. of what yeah, this exactly. means. Uh, if you want to see the real thing, go watch the classic film from the 1950s. It feels like all these people who wrote these reviews are, like, in their 70s. Yeah. <laughs> now, we didn't like the remake. It was garbage. <laughs> no, that one was scary and with a decent ending. No, it wasn't. I, I can guarantee you the 1950s I, thing I was not really scary. Wanted, I've seen it. I really wanted to watch it before this, but it wasn't right. streaming anywhere, and mm -hmm. I could only buy it for 10 bucks, and that felt a little pricey. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, John Carpenter may be great, but in my opinion, he totally missed it with this one and wasn't even close to the 50s version. In the original version, everyone in the theater, both kids and adults, were on the edge of their seats, and everyone was talking about the movie after they left the theater. This version started out much the same as the original one, but deviated dramatically as it progressed. I saw the original as a kid, and it scared the heck out of me. Now, I think this kid, yeah. person saw it as a kid, and it imprinted yeah. upon them. Just like this movie imprinted upon me. Exactly. And then if you're watching it with somebody who absolutely loves it, then it imprints it on yourself, yeah, too. Yeah, because I didn't see this movie until I was an adult. You, until you, you were with me, yeah. You introduced this movie yeah. to me. So I was like, you want to watch the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life? <laughs> <laughs> and it still holds up every time. Yeah. I We've seen it. I mean, we have consistently watched this Within the first few days of mm -hmm. October for years now. Years, yeah. And every time, like you said, we forget about the dumb alien yeah. crap. <laughs> like, there's new things to look at. Mm -hmm. Probably next year I'll be looking at somebody else in yeah. the past and their reactions. Mm -hmm. Like, literally everything is, like, flawless for me in this movie, except for the, mm -hmm. the cellular thing. I don't yeah. buy that. Anyway, these people just keep going on about the 1950s version of yeah. uh, the I the just movie. thought of something else, too. Mm. When they were uh, discrediting Gary, mm. 
mm-hmm. they immediately went to Norris as the leader. And he was like, no, no, guys, I don't feel comfortable with that. Yeah. Because he was yes, the alien. he's the he's alien. the thing. The alien never wants to be never the leader. Never wants to be the leader. Because I think the leader mm-hmm. is the most, again, can hold that glue together. Yeah. And, and like... Also he wants the person to sow distrust. He want, I want to yeah. sow distrust. I don't want to be the center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want someone else to be the center. And then when McCready is the one who actually mm-hmm. takes control. Because, like, yeah. at first, it's it's Childs and McCready. It's, it's <laughs> their movie. Yeah. Childs is the first one to be like, no, I'll do it. And they're like, no, we need someone with the... Like, right. Level-headed. Level-headed. <laughs> You're a little bit too hot-tempered. You're a little bit too renegade. And I think McCready <laughs> is just, like, not who the alien wants to be in charge at yeah. all. Right. So, yeah, so... Say something bad about the movie. Can you say anything bad about this movie? What? <laughs> How dare How dare you? Well, okay. I, I'll say something bad about this movie. It made me absolutely terrified of huskies. Yes. I can face down a pack of dogs with nothing but a big stick. Done it before. But these huskies? Yeah. <laughs> I see one and I immediately am terrified. Well, apparently the, the husky did a... Did I say earlier... About when we were talking about the thing uh, having to be cognizant of being the thing, Mm -hmm. that the dog was watching everybody. Yeah, the dog was watching everybody. That dog is fing scary as Like I I said, like, I don't buy the fact that that these, if you're infected, you you don't know. know. Yeah. I think they know how to mimic you very well. Oh, I think so too. I mean, of course, because everyone gets fooled. I think you're already dead by the time they've assimilated you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you see them eating Bennings, literally eating that guy. He's and dead. <laughs> so dead. whoever uh, is imitating Bennings now, that is definitely the alien. Yeah, exactly. And it knows it's the alien. Yes, yes. Just that one scene of Bennings there. Mm-hmm, exactly. You know? and, and he was like the logical choice, right, to, yeah. to take over. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I like I said, my only bad thing is that, that cell thing. I, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> that makes sense. It didn't make sense to me this time. I was right. Like, you don't need a prequel. You don't need a no. sequel. Uh, this is this is all you need, and it's literally a perfect movie. Yeah, I agreed. Piloting the Pilots releases each Tuesday and can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and wherever else fine podcasts can be found. As always, you can contact us with any questions or rebuttals on Twitter at Pilot Pilots or email us, pilotingthepilots at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Next week, we will be watching that French vampire show. Uh, let me see if <sighs> we can... Do you not want to watch that, or is that just? A... That's fine. It's just we watch something good for once. For once. <laughs> for once. We oh, we should say we did try to watch Owl House. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's definitely more kid appropriate than Gravity Falls. <laughs> this is what this is how I described it uh, to you the other day after we had seen it. Mm-hmm. I feel like Gravity Falls is a show that was made by adults. By someone who's like, this is what makes me laugh. This is yeah. what I think is interesting. Owl House, to me, while I, I appreciate its representation right. of LGBTQA mm-hmm. community, uh, having like a bi character be yeah. uh, and someone who's non-neurotypical right. as like a lead, I think that's great. But other than that, it felt like a show made by adults trying to appeal to what they think kids would find right. interesting and funny. Whereas, I guess... Again, Gravity Falls is like, what do I think is funny? And okay. then translate that for kids. But that's right. just me. Oh, and we also watched Midnight Mass. 
which was hilarious. Oh, hilarious. We haven't talked about Midnight no, Mass. No, we haven't here? talked about Midnight Mass oh, yet. I, I, I don't even think I'm prepared to talk about Midnight Mass right it was, now. It was funny. It was funny. It was I, re- I definitely recommend it. I yeah. don't recommend it as a horror show. No, I don't recommend it as a mystery show. I just kind of recommend it as fun, dumb fun. Like, like it's predictable. And yes, you're, And if you try to predict it, you are going to be right every single every time. Every time. This is not, there's no, like. But I think it's interesting in a way of how there are no original stories yeah. and it's just how you present it it's how it's done and how it's filtered through a different lens and yeah. I, and I, I really appreciated it yeah. I really liked it a lot to be honest with you yeah uh, the, the show we're going to be watching next week is on Netflix it is called Van, uh, Vampires it's just called it's Vampires, Vampires yeah so find French. the French one okay so this is going back to what I wanted to talk about before with Richard Mazur's other film okay for those of you who, as I said before, this is what The Conjuring 3 was based on. This is yeah. what this Richard Mazur movie was from. I saw this review, and I just wanted to share it. Okay. This case... Oh, I didn't put... Oh, his name's Dan Gallagher. He sang it at the okay. end. Great. This case was based on a murder in Brookfield, Connecticut. I lived in the apartment this murder took place in. It was not located in Rhode <laughs> Island. It was located in Brookfield, Connecticut. <laughs> I, I used to study the black arts and left my black book of 72 demons in the attic without the pentagram of Solomon on it for protection. Oh, my God. <laughs> this guy's confessing. Oh, wow. The movie, was set, the movie set was fashioned after the apartment, and there was a pet motel right next to it. It is still there. You can recognize the building by looking at it from the oh back. Oh, my God. If the murder took place in Brookfield and there was demonic involvement, the book of Solomon may have had something oh to do with it. Oh, my God. I remember when it happened, it was publicized as the first murder ever in Brookfield. I did, wow. And so basically, he's like, oh, that was my fault. My bad. What a moron. <laughs> I love that. It was like on IMDb. This Jesus. guy's like, I got to get this off my chest. <laughs> I live it's there. It's because I had a witch book. I f***ed <laughs> this up for everyone. <laughs> so um, anyway, so watch whatever that dumb movie is, too. Um <laughs> Um, and I guess we'll see you all next week. And we'll see you guys next year, right, to watch The Thing again. I'm going to yeah. try oh, to yeah. watch the original The Thing next year. What? The, the Thing. Yeah, I'm going to try what? to. I, 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 not not instead Sacrilege. of... Sacrilege. No, not instead of, but in Companion too. And then the next year, I'm going to try to read the short story. I'm going to try to like <laughs> gain a little bit more knowledge right. every year about all this right. thing. But yeah, uh, I hope you guys all... Have a great October. Yeah. And I hope you all watch the thing. Try to find some pumpkin spice bologna. Let's yeah. get to it. <laughs> I knew you were the thing. <laughs> That's something you would never say. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, uh, see you next time. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>